0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, Citizen Made Radio. Kia ora and welcome Welcome to you. You are listening to Emergence News and in this program we are delivering part one of a two-part series on the emergence of Maitreya, the media and the timing of the emergence. The arrival of the next teacher Maitreya and the spiritual hierarchy. That's what we're focused on on this program today. And of course the spiritual hierarchy is a group of highly evolved men called in the East the Masters of Wisdom. Today's program we're going to look at the emergence of Maitreya, the timing of his emergence with examples, evidence and forecasts of what we can expect over the next period of time. We also ask the question, are we somewhat ready for an avatar to declare his arrival to several billion people? Joining me on the program today are two regulars. First up John, welcome sir. Thank you very much. And Peter, welcome. Hi there, Nigel. Now, Peter, according to author Ellis Bailey, why do most humans on the planet Earth need to be somewhat ready before an avatar can openly declare themselves their arrival?
1: Yes, well, we're certainly overdue for needing him, (laughs) his assistance in our conflicts and, uh, you know, difficult problems that we're facing all around the world. Yeah, that's true. um, You know, whether we're ready or not I think we're just about ready I think we are Um, it's just uh, it basically needs another cry perhaps from humanity which is Mm. what actually made um, Maitreya come for uh, come decide in 1945 that he would come himself Mm. That's right, and that was a momentous decision, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. It was. It was. He um, was expected, and they, the masters, are expected to do to do the return trick. But um, they weren't quite expecting it so soon. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, that's where we are now. In John, one of Maitreya's core
0: teachings is the need for us to share. Now, during the recent COP twenty-seven summit in Egypt and in Indonesia. The, I noticed that a handful of countries did offer funding to financially support loss and damage you know, mm-hmm. suffered by the poorer nations, mm-hmm. the developing countries, but most wealthy countries are still not willing to participate in this form of climate justice. Why, what, do, what do you think is the challenge about sharing that our political leaders are concerned about or hesitant?
2: I think they see it as a sign of weakness and I think they are terrified of accepting culpability for the damage that the First World developed commercially orientated capitalist driven Western democracies, and I say the term democracy lightly, um, the damage they've done because it is the consumptive lifestyle of the Western First World nations. That have produced by far the major the major causes, which bring us to climate change.
0: Now, New Zealand was a key player in this loss and damage reparation. Uh, I think they're calling it a a global shield fund. Yeah. Um, does it surprise you that New Zealand, England, Scotland, Austria, and to a lesser extent Germany, Denmark, and USA, they're the only countries that have made any. Commitment at all?
2: Look, I'm Nigel. Honestly, I'm cynical about this. Uh, I think it's very easy to get to a meeting, wear pretty shirts, and say yes, we'll do, yes, we'll do. But they've been doing that for a very long time around climate change. Um, I, I guess I'm waiting to see. But getting back to Peter's point, Maitreya will come forward um, when, when we demonstrate a, a degree of sharing, and maybe this decision at COP 27. Is part of that, uh, and also I think we have to give up war. Before my, tr- we have to make a decision about war.
1: Hmm. And um, it seems in the 2 hard basket at the moment. Uh, doesn't at it? the
2: moment, it seems very difficult to do. However, hmm. when we look at and when we look at Ukraine, what has happened there, and you can dig into the causes of of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um, what has happened there is a whole lot of nations are sharing resource. True. Right? Okay, it's the it's the weaponage of war, <laughs> but they are banding together to help the little guy against the big guy. And I think on some level that's maybe a demonstration of sharing.
0: Mm. Mm. But
2: getting back to climate change, um, I'm tongue in cheek about mm. those countries saying yes we're gonna help yes we're we gonna We had help.
0: all those people getting together and we didn't have one we didn't have one updated policy on emissions. Yeah.
2: And as Greta Thunberg has said forty six thousand times, we've got to do it now.
0: Mm.
2: Not next year, not not next decade, not in twenty thirty three or twenty forty one, we've got to do it now. There was none of that coming out. We've got to give up our current lifestyle in the Western world. And there's very little political appetite to do that.
0: Mm. Understandable, isn't it? Because they're all they're concerned about the next election cycle. Oh, and, and well,
1: that's right. In the economic situation where people need uh, heating for the fuel this winter, yes, they don't need it um, promised uh, yeah. you know, 10 years down the track yeah, sort of yeah. thing.
2: And, and let's be honest, the grey men that mm. run this planet, and I'm picking that term out of something... Um, Benjamin Creem said about John Major when he was Prime Minister in Great Britain, the UK. Um, Benjamin Creem said, "The grey men will make the decisions. The grey men that run this planet." Um, the oligarchy. The oligarchy, uh, the forces of materialism, are fighting a tremendously tough mm. rearguard action.
0: It's true, very true. They don't want the kind of progress we're talking about they when we're talking about want, sharing. No,
2: they do not want the status quo damage because it keeps them in a lifestyle yeah. that mm. is unsustainable.
0: So the part of this plan, as far as the emergence of Maitreya is concerned, is humanity need to start getting on with each other a bit better. Yes, we need to develop trust, especially between nations, and perhaps what you've both mentioned here is there's a, there's some seeds of that yeah. uh, developing now. This historic climate fund is the only tangible result, as I said before, from the COP27, and this is a fund for the poor, vulnerable nations for loss and damage caused by climate change. Now, according to the Pakistan Environment Minister, Sherry Raymond, she was delighted actually. She says this outcome is an important step towards rebuilding trust with vulnerable countries. Wealthy nations have finally agreed, well some anyway, have finally agreed to create a fund to aid vulnerable nations.
2: And Maitreya, Nigel, says that sharing begets trust. Hmm. That's right. Right. That's Sharing begets trust. There. Trust begets justice. Yeah. Justice begets peace. Yeah. So, in um, and excuse my cynical view, there may be something coming out of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, as we know in the Pacific, there's a lot of islands. They're our neighbours. They're We're our really brothers and suffering. sisters. And yeah. they, they're losing everything every yeah. time we get a typhoon or a yeah. cyclone. Yeah. So it's not good. All right, so look, let's have a look at what you guys are, look, are, are going to focus on today. So, Peter, up, you're, up, you're mm-hmm. up
1: shortly. What are you focusing on? Well, I'm going to have a look at um, Benjamin Creme's book, Maitreya's Mission, Volume 2. Um, not only has he got a wonderful picture of Maitreya, in uh, Nairobi, there in in the, just inside the front cover, but he actually goes through the details of um, how we're how we're doing, where we're going, and uh, his role in this whole situation. And John, um,
2: I got the brief signs of his emergence, and of course, one of the signs is some of the things that have been done in, done in the field of healing healing and health and wellness. I'm going to have a look at one of those topics.
0: Back shortly with the guys. You're listening to Emergence News, and this is part one of a program focused on the emergence of Maitreya. We're looking at the media and also the timing of the emergence. And let's go to Peter. Peter's going to be what, you're going to wind the clock back to the
1: 1980s, are you, Peter? Well, yes. In fact, we're going right back to um, Benjamin Krem's early story. And uh, th- this is actually in volume two of, of Maitreya's mission. A new age is dawning. We're standing at the beginning of an extraordinary period in the history of the world. A crossroads at which humanity is undergoing a great shift in consciousness. This reflects itself in new relationships, political, economic, religious, social, scientific, and cultural, which in their manifestation will create a complex, different type of civilization. One in which the true spiritual nature of humanity, consciously recognized and demonstrated, will become manifest for the first time. These changes are the result of new energies and forces entering our world. We have spoken about this before, about the new age of Aquarius and the Ray 7 coming in. A new age is dawning. This is not a concept created by a new age groups, but is simply an astrological prognostication. We're going
0: from one old,
1: uh, out of one cycle and into a new cycle. Exactly right. We're going from race six to race seven, and they're almost uh, diametrically opposed to each other. So So um, is
2: that a big shift, Peter? Is that a difficult energetic shift?
1: Yes, it is, because, uh, you know, you've got... uh, completely emotional, uh, building of the emotional body on the race six and yes. uh, the individuality of the human. And now we've got the, the individuality strongly anchored I think in humanity, and we've now moved to groupthink.
2: Yeah, yeah, structure.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and Aquarius is about group work and uh, working together instead of, you mm-hmm. know, number one sort of thing. Yeah, Cooperation. Yeah, so we're going to be moving to cooperation, Nigel, yeah, definitely. Um, So this is a result, obviously, of the progression of the equinoxes, or in layman's terms, the movement of our solar system around the heavens in relation to the 12 constellations of our zodiac. Our sun makes a journey in relation to these constellations, which takes uh, 26,000 years to complete approximately every 2150 years, our sun comes into an alignment, a particular energetic relationship with each of the constellations in turn. When we are in that alignment, we say that we're in the age of the particular constellation. And our present civilization now coming to an end has been created by our response to the energies of Pisces. These energies have given us certain great qualities, above all that of individuality. Humanity has emerged from the herd over the last 2,000 years and increasingly becomes individual. Each of us is more able to demonstrate our individuality as unique conscious souls in incarnation. How many of us actually realise that we are souls? And if you, if you look back at
0: humanity 2,000 years ago, um, there's been tremendous progress made. I think
2: Benjamin Kareem once said that if we could travel back in time... Uh, we would find the humanity of those times probably a little boring, yeah. because they are they were herd orientated, mm. yeah. and it was only people with um, a slightly higher initiation level point of evolution that would have any sort of contact or point of similarity to us.
0: So Jesus of Nazareth and John the Baptist, they were individuals who were really going to stand out from the herd, weren't they? They That's were
2: right. towers of, yeah. of men in their time, I would think.
1: Yes, and wasn't there one of them said that uh, the children of today probably have the consciousness of mm. 15th, 16th century uh, high thinkers mm. of the day, you know, the mm. priests and the uh, astrologers and... Um, yeah, sort of so people. that's
2: why those high initiates, um, da Vinci, um, Made such out. an impact. Mm.
1: They were so uh, such a huge contrast yeah. to the um, ordinary people, weren't they? But
2: also constant victims of that herd mentality. So you had to be I careful yeah. what you said and did. <laughs> you, <laughs> you didn't well, really look, want to
1: show your... You, uh, well, look
2: what happened to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't really want to show your true colours. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> It's a bit of a
1: dangerous occupation. The herd yeah. would run you over. Yeah. <laughs> The energy of Pisces has given away to the qualities of idealism, devotion to an ideal. Unfortunately, this has been an abstract type of idealism, and we have but really sought to implement these ideals. We've also clung firmly through our devotion to our own ideals at the expense of all others. Whenever we idealize and believe in whatever it is, our individual communal or national ideology, We tend to think of the sum total of all truths, whether democracy, communism, fascism, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, or other approaches. This exclusive devotion to one's own ideal has dangerously divided the world. The civilization of the last 2,000 years has been characterized by great political, economic, and religious divisions. This is representative of how we have handled and expressed the energies of Pisces. Our sun has now moved away from the sphere of influence of the energy of Pisces and is coming into the same alignment with the constellation Aquarius. Now incoming energies of Aquarius have the quality of synthesis. As they increase in potency over the next 2,350 years, they will create a fusing and blending of humanity in ways which be unthinkable today. We are now starting on that journey of synthesis, the brotherhood of man. This is the Emergence News on Planes FM. For more information, go to shareinternational.org.
0: This is Emergence News, part one of a two-part series. We're focusing on the emergence of Maitreya. And thank you, Peter. It's good to get that astrological Mm. perspective on what's actually happening to us here on planet Earth. From the latest Share International magazine, I'm just going to take an excerpt out of um, the magazine, and there's an article there by one of the masters um, through Benjamin Krem uh, titled Preparing for the Future. It reads by the master through Benjamin Krem, as I said, published in 2007 originally, Towards the end of an age and the beginning of a new cosmic cycle, everything begins to fall apart the old and tried ways of living no longer work and meet the needs of an advancing humanity certainty gives way to uncertainty the known has lost its power to convince and people feel bewildered lost and filled with fear thus it is today as we stand baffled in this transitional phase between the old age of pisces and the new aquarian dispensation the aquarian age will last for about 2,350 years and will bring about much benefit to humanity as its energies mount in potency over the coming centuries. However, at present, the old ways of Pisces, outworn but not yet outgrown, still hold sway and determine the thoughts and actions of the majority. That this troubled time will not last too much longer, you may be assured. Already the signs of change are evident to us, your elder brothers. We see clearly the outlines of conditions altogether different from those that now prevail. We know also that humanity in their hearts are ready and longing for change and will rise to the challenge with eagerness and will they await for only inspiration and guidance. Thank goodness, John, there is some good news.
2: And, you know, and I'm all s- sitting listening to that, and we've talked about the collapse of our civilization, but also this is part of the evolving of this planet and all that pertains to it. We're just in a process. That's, That's right. all it is. Yeah. We're trying to nail it down to um, I can't get hamburgers anymore or I can't drive my car anymore, but actually it's a big process that we're going through. It's going to happen with or without us.
1: Yes, in fact, it's an initiation Of our solar logos as well. Oh,
2: so actually we can take it just out of planet Earth and put it right through the solar solar system. It's
1: to do with the uh, initiation, obviously, of our own planetary logos, but also connected with the uh, solar logos as well. I love this. Stuff. There's some good big oh, I love stuff this stuff. you, John. I meant mm. to jump in there, but
2: I'm not going to. I'm going to wait my turn just for a change.
0: Well, it is your turn, John. Right. So, okay, we're looking at the emergence of Maitreya, the timing of his emergence, signs of emergence, evidence, forecasts. What have you got for us? Okay, well, so I got the brief from Nigel, and I thought,
2: well, I've been involved with the story for a number of years. And so when it came to this program, I wondered, what are the signs of his emergence to sit with me? I glanced up at my bedside cabinet and there was one of the answers, Teclote water. A small bottle of homeopathically potentised spring water from a place called Tecloti in Mexico. So let me just kind of tick this off a little bit. Healing waters are now available in rapidly increasing numbers on old planet Earth. They are an existing water source that's been magnetized by Maitreya with the energy of Aquarius. Often, but not always, they are magnetized in an area after Maitreya has made an appearance or given a talk. They are really interesting. They work on a cellular, emotional, mental, and spiritual level. The healing waters strengthen the physical body. They act as a tonic purifying the physical body. Eventually, there will be 777 of them. They will assist humanity with the healing arts transition from current medical practices to the healing energy of light, which is called the technology of light. As of April 1994, there were 286 magnetised springs or water sources not yet found now here's the trick they are found under law benjamin Crem, who's talked at length on this topic and uh, i just did this search on the Share national website he was asked can can we quickly find these healing wells can we speed up this process more quickly and benjamin Crem came back with no the waters discovered in a definite lawful rotation. Maitreya brings about the finding. They appear to be found by chance, but someone is always impressed to find the water. It is useless, therefore, for groups of people to organize searches for these healing mm. waters. It all takes place under law.
0: And he Maitreya is known as the water carrier.
2: That's right. He's the water so carrier, a-
0: which is the avatar of the age of Aquarius. And so, it is the symbol of
2: Aquarius, in exactly. fact, the water oh. carrier. Right. Mm. So Are the waters Benjamin Kreme's asked again, are the waters which Motrea is charging in different places around the the planet anything to do with the waters of Aquarius? Have you guys been reading my notes? Mm. You need to stop that. (laughs) Benjamin Cream came back with, I'd have to say, quite a long explanation. So our producer will have to keep an eye on the time because as we all know, once I get stuck into something
0: it could get really messy. Look, folks, there's nothing like getting John <laughs> fired up when he's on here.
2: I hope you bought some food, boys. We could be here a while. Okay, yeah, we, we've got to cut lunch. <laughs> anyway, Benjamin Krim came back with My trail goes all over the world creating healing waters. The most important thing is that a network is being created throughout the world energetically linked together, a network of the waters of life. In the Bible, Jesus said, I am come that men might have life, and that life more abundantly. Maitreya has repeated that statement, and the life more abundantly is precisely the waters of life of Aquarius. These flow on the physical plane, through these wells and water sources, on the emotional astral planes, the mental planes, and the spiritual planes. Maitreya said in one of his many messages, On all the planes, this life will flow, reaching the hearts and souls and bodies of men, bringing them nearer to the source of life itself. That was message number 42. So Benjamin Cram goes on to say, thus creating new life and new experiences for humanity, inevitably bringing about tremendous changes in consciousness and also curing the physical ills, strengthening the physical body of humanity. Our bodies are weakened at the present time by pollution a number one disease producing factor pollution of the air the waters and the soil is slowly poisoning humanity there will be a change only when we end the misuse of the resources of this planet implement the principle of sharing which we discussed earlier and so create new balance And equilibrium in the world. The energizing of the 777 water sources is just part of a larger undertaking that Maitreya plans, a scientific advance which he calls the technology of light. The same technology can revolutionize our present transportation and communication systems. It can cure our environmental ills and transform medical science. Healing waters Tikloti Water. They appear in a number of other places which we will discuss later. All this information can be found on the Sheer International website www.sheer-international.org and also don't forget the podcasts which are available on the Plains FM website.
0: We welcome your comments, questions and feedback. Please contact us at emergencenews at gmail.com.